Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 8 o'clock hour on your home of the Rangers. It's Sean, RJ, and Bobby here on DFW Sports Station. I just saw on Jared Sandler's Twitter account, Mitch Moreland is officially retiring. Oh, man. Let's check in with the Sandman. What's up, fan fans? Live in <laughs> Surprise, Arizona on the Diamond Factory Hotline. He is J-Rod Sandler. Good morning, buddy. What's up? What's up? What's up, fan fans? I haven't said that in so long. <laughs> I forgot we used to call people fan fans. Yeah, everybody forgot, I think. Uh, how much are you missing uh, the entire radio crew that was out there? Or not. You can say or not. No, I mean, I, I miss having company. I miss, you know, I, I see Rangers. I love hanging out with, you know, some of the Rangers people who are around. I've gotten to know. But, you know, I'm going to be with them the next eight months. So it's it's nice, you know, getting a, some new blood. Uh, I, I still wish you guys would have come out here. I wish Bobby would have been out here. I still haven't seen all of his uh, drunken exploits. Mm. So, I, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen that firsthand. Well, have you not heard the plan for next year? Bobby and I are going to the Combine in Indy. Choppy's going out to surprise solo. So we're going to do a cross event morning yeah. show. Yeah, baby. Uh, during this last week that the station was out there. Chop's going to represent for baseball. And I'm going to the steakhouses oh. in the lobbies in Indianapolis. Yeah. Not only has Jared really... not heard this, I don't think Gavin's heard this until just now, yeah, too. Well, <laughs> and, and honestly, that doesn't really move me because. Every time Choppy comes to spring training, he disappears with some girl every year. So uh, <laughs> I don't know that is. Uh, we can put a bingo card out there. <laughs> uh, all right, buddy. Uh, catch us up with what's going on. We got to ask for any type of Jacob DeGrom updates. How, how's how's uh, the ace doing? Yeah, so as far as I know, I've asked 17 different people like 27 different ways whether the plan is still for Jacob DeGrom to be the team's opening day starter. Uh, and I keep getting yeses. And I don't know if that means that he's going to be full go. Like, hey, if he needs to throw 110 pitches on opening day, he can throw 110 pitches. But uh, as of now, all systems are a go. And the next checkpoint for him is today. He'll throw a live BP session. Uh, for people who don't know what that is, that's basically, uh, you know, you're throwing – against live hitters, but not in a game situation. You'll have a count, right? You'll have it bats going, but you don't have defense behind you. You're just out there facing a live hitter. The next step for him, if you know all checks out today with that, is to pitch in a game. And that could be a Cactus League game that's a sanctioned proper game where you got three outs and, you know, there's no, like, concessions or, uh, you know, changes to the rules. It could also be a B game, which is played on the backfield. 
you'll see major leaguers do this. Cole Hamels used to do this all the time. He'd rarely pitch in a Cactus League game. And that that's, gives you the flexibility to uh, make sure that Jacob DeGrom's pitching in a controlled environment. So let's say he had a you know quick inning where he threw seven pitches, but you want to get his body prepared to throw 15 pitches in an inning. You can say to the other team, hey, uh, you know, let's let's send another batter up there. We'll go four outs this inning. Or let's say he gets into trouble in an inning and his pitch counts up to 20 with nobody out. You can roll the inning over and get him out of there. So I don't know, you know which route they'll choose. A lot of it's going to be up to him. But that's the next step so long as he gets through the live bullpen session today all clear. Jared, Laoti Tavares coming down with uh, his injury. And it's interesting because this is, you mentioned DeGrom earlier. We had the left side tightness with him. We had the left side tightness with Ivaldi. We had the uh, back tightness with uh, John Gray. What is, what's the deal with all that in terms of all these, you know, tightness injuries and, and what appears to be, is, is this overwork? Is this conditioning? What's that issue? And then just in general, the outlook for Tavares and if you think he'll be ready by opening day. Yeah, that's a great question, Bobby. So with the side stuff, we'll just call it, you know, oblique injuries. I remember in, not to bring up Cole Hamels again, but in 2016, Hamels had an oblique injury. And that was, it seemed like that was the start of this oblique injury, you know, uh, uh, contagion across Major League Baseball. Contagion? Yeah, it's obviously not as significant as Tommy John, so it doesn't get the airplay as much, but, Oblique injuries are like the latest, like we don't know how to prevent this apparently, but a lot of people get them type injuries. Now, luckily for Leody, from what we're told, this is, you know, characterized as a low-grade oblique strain, which means that, you know, he'll probably miss a couple weeks. But they'll know more in about five to seven days how he's progressing. It will give them a better idea whether they think he can be ready for opening day. As of now, from what we know, even if he's not ready for opening day, he shouldn't be out much longer than that. Uh, but it does create an opportunity. It creates an opportunity for Bubba Thompson. It probably opens the door for Travis Jankowski. And I think what might make the most sense is if the Rangers roll with the platoon in center field, Bubba starting against lefties, Jankowski against righties, and then Bubba being available off the bench in games in which he's not starting as a pinch runner or someone who can come in for defensive purposes uh, could it open the door for a Clint Frazier? It could. What works against him is that he's a right-handed hitter. Uh, but, you know, what this really does is it makes it tougher for someone like Chase Lee to make the team on opening day because they're likely going to have to make a 40-man roster move to create space for someone in the outfield. And so the probability that they're going to make a second 40-man roster move for anything other than a move out of sheer necessity is unlikely. Uh, but the hope is that Leody still could be there on opening day, in which case Bubba would likely be kept on the roster as a fourth outfielder. But if not, uh, Leody shouldn't be gone much longer than that. Jared Sandler joined us here, 105 through the fan. We were talking yesterday about the Rangers' top three, four of their lineup and, and, and where it ranks in the American League. Uh, you know, Houston's is obviously, you know, amazing. So is Toronto's. Uh, for it to crack crack that top three, though, what kind of season? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? What kind yeah. of season is Corey Seager having? Well, he's he's gonna have to have a big season. And I'd also throw out the Angels, you know, two guys. Yeah. And you got Otani, Trout, and then if Rendon can stay healthy, that's a a pretty daunting top four. Uh, you know, Corey Seager has home runs in back to back games. Both were pretty impressive. Uh, that doesn't really move me in terms of how I feel about what he can do this season. 
I just think in general, a lot of guys who sign big deals their first year with that team, it might not be a bad year, but it's probably not what they're used to. It, it probably is going to fall under the bar that they've set. And even though Corey Seager had a career high in homers and he was healthy all year, which is great, he really didn't overall hit up to the standard that he set. And I think that just the combination of being more comfortable, and he is, guys. Corey Seager is so much more relaxed, so much more comfortable. Uh, I think the combination of that, the combination of, you know, the shifting not being uh, not being allowed, uh, you know, from a, a three infielder on the right stand, uh, side standpoint. You know, I, I don't know that we're going to talk about Corey Seager as an AL MVP candidate necessarily, but I definitely think that he's going to finish in the top ten of that voting uh, and maybe higher. I mean, that's top ten is not like the biggest stretch in the world. But I, I guess point being, I, I think to me, no doubt if he's healthy, he's an all-star. And I think we're going to have a guy who's going to put together one of the better offensive seasons that a Ranger has put together in the last decade. The pitch clock noise settling down, everyone like really comfortable with it. Are you still really noticing it? How much of a storyline is it still? Yeah, I mean, there's just not a lot of people complaining about it. I I think even some of the biggest detractors like Max Scherzer, uh, you know, are recognizing the value. You know, Max looks at it from like a competitive standpoint, how he can take advantage of it, how he can use it uh, as a detriment to hitters. But, I just think in general, you know, I've talked to so many different people in so many different roles around the game from different organizations, and I, I just really haven't had anyone say, gosh, you know, I don't like this. I didn't like it before, and I don't like it now. You know, those people are out there, uh, but they are heavily in the minority. And, yeah, I mean, we might see one pitch clock violation a game maybe, uh, and, you know, I expect that number to continue to decrease as pitchers become more and more comfortable with it. Right now, pitchers are clearly trying to test the limits. You know, they don't want to have to think about it, right? So a lot of a lot of these violations, when I've asked some of our pitchers on the Rangers side, you know, what led to that, it, it's that they're trying to create that mental clock in their head. You know, the same way a quarterback's got to have that clock in the pocket, same way, uh, you know, a, a, a basketball player, when they know the shot clock's at seven, they can't keep eyeballing the shot clock when they got the ball. They got to know the clock. Pitchers are trying to create that as well, and I think that they're going to continue to do that. It's it's really a non-factor. And guys, we played like a two-hour and fifty-some-odd minute game yesterday. That pre-pitch clock would have been over four hours. I mean, it's just it, wow, it makes yeah. a significant difference. Uh, and I think fans, on the whole, whether it's the hardcore baseball fan who needs some adjusting to this, but more importantly, the general sports fan who's trying to figure out whether they want to have a relationship with baseball. Uh, they're going to appreciate this much more. One thing I don't like, and I wish they would, and maybe they will change it. Like, you know, when, when the clock hits, what is it? Eight seconds of the batter has to be in. Um, you know, instead of giving a pitcher an automatic strike, let the pitcher be free to throw it, whether the guy's looking at him and alert or not, you know, make him at least earn the strike. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I, I just, I don't like when they have it where, you know, it's an automatic strike given to the hitter. Let the pitcher just be free to throw. Well, and I'll tell you, RJ, I'll add to that. I think one of those automatic strikes came in a, a game in the Grapefruit League where the pitcher wasn't even on the rubber. Uh, and so but these are the things that, you know, it, we said this in the offseason. These rules are, are in place for this year, and they're not going to change the rules in terms of getting rid of the pitch clock, but they're going to be able to tweak it, right? You know, the feedback yeah. that they're going to get will allow for some of these changes to be made. And Honestly, you know, they could, in theory, make a change like that, something small like that, before the regular season. But I I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, I also think that, 
you know, in order for that to be a strike, the pitcher needs to be ready on the rubber as well. If he's not addressing the hitter, then, you know, the hitter shouldn't have to be in a position to address the pitcher. And, and I also want to add, you know, you guys a couple weeks ago asked me about ending the game on a pitch clock violation. And, you know, I, I said the rules are the rules. Uh, and I still believe that. I would be open to tweaking the rules in the ninth inning yeah. if, that, if that was going to reduce the probability of that. But at the same time, you've got – What I think baseball could do is say, hey, let's make it 17 seconds in the ninth inning, not 15 seconds because of the height and the motion. Jared Sandler, live from Surprise with the Rangers update, brought to you by Sonic. Mm, Here on 105 Through the Fan. Let's play this piece of audio that I received yesterday during the Ranger broadcast. Cleveland, the Cleveland Guardians? Well, I don't think we're calling them yet. Yeah, I know not yet. Yeah. But they will be the Guardians. We can call them the Future Guardians. The Future Guardians. We're calling that now. And we still have uh, two series to play with them. We haven't played them yet. Yep. So we'll have all kinds of opportunities to uh, experiment. Perhaps they're the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Working in the Star Wars reference. There you go. Nice. That that was so that was a couple years ago. <laughs> Look at Bobby. What, what Bobby? That was old. I have secondhand embarrassment, Jared. <laughs> what for me or for for Matt? From you, Guardians of the Galaxy, Jared. Come on, man. Good Chris Pratt. Wait, wait, hold on. You're burying the lead here. Matt thought that was a Star Wars. <laughs> no, <reference>. no. <laughs> I, I get. I get. I. I, I that give, is the lead. I give Matt a pass for that. The the not just that. There was a good. Three, four seconds of dead air, and Jared, you had time to think about that, and you still went, I'm going for the Guardians of the no, Galaxy reference. I'm doing me, this. Let me break this down. Let me break this down. We were – the team was on the road. I was in studio, so I can't see them, right? <laughs> so I got to really make sure that no one's going to say anything. It was also towards the end of the year. The Rangers were on their way to a 100-loss season. I deserve a pass for that, okay? <laughs> uh, we were just finding ways to get through nine innings with guys who half of the, the baseball world hadn't even heard of. Uh, so, <laughs> I, yeah, I threw out a Guardians of the Galaxy reference. But come on, guys. You can't let pants over his belly button Matt Hicks get away with saying, oh, yeah. oh, how about the Star Wars reference there? Come on. <laughs> hey, real quick. But he is so out of touch with modern pop culture. Hey, real quick. Have you resigned yourself to the fact that Aaron Rodgers is leaving? Absolutely. And I am totally okay with it. I am. I, it, it, the time is, the time is, uh, has come and gone. Uh, he had a great run with the Packers. It's a shame. It's honestly, I think we might look back on it and say it's one of the biggest travesties that the Packers only, not only won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, but went to one. Some of that's the front office's fault. And honestly, some of it's Aaron's fault, not playing well in some big games, especially in cold weather. He's the greatest quarterback that franchise has ever had. It was an absolute joy watching him. Uh, I still don't know if there's a quarterback I've ever watched with more just talent and ability than Aaron Rodgers, uh, though obviously he didn't have the best career, uh, an amazing career. But I, I think it, you know it's run its course, and the Packers need to figure out if Jordan Love's worth a damn, and if he's not, they'll suck. They'll get a good pick, and hopefully they can draft the future uh, quarterback of the Packers. Thank you, brother. Love you. We'll talk to you again. I miss you guys. See you later. I'll turn it up for Hicksy. <laughs> Jared Sandler on the Diamond Factory Hotline. Kyrie does it again. Plaxico has some gun advice for John Morant. 
Why did Michael Irvin schedule a press conference today? And toilets! 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 <laughs> Next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 